0: Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, your source for uncut, unedited, uncensored podcasting here in the Quad Cities. We talk to local newsmakers. You get to hear the whole conversation. I hit record and everything that we talk about is right here on the record. No sound bites, no gotchas, no cutting things up. You get the whole conversation and that's why you listen. Thanks a lot. I'm your host, Sean Leary, and today um, we're going to be talking to Josh Airman. I am highlighting uh, the county board elections are next Tuesday, March 17th. And uh, as many of you know, we've talked about a number of the issues in regard to the Rock Island County Board before, most notably the courthouse situation. And um, I'm going to highlight one uh, of the contests involved in the county board elections next Tuesday. That is the one between Josh Ehrman and Kai Swanson. And the reason why I'm highlighting this is um, it seems to be a microcosm. Yeah of some of the larger issues within the election. Um, Josh and Kai have uh, some differing opinions in regard to things that I think are uh, really important in terms of the county board and some things that have been, uh, you know, some differences that have been lingering for a while, not just between these two candidates but between a lot of people within the county. And so I thought that this particular contest would be a good one to highlight. I'm going to talk to both candidates. I'm going to give them both the exact same questions and see how they answer and see how the conversations go. Um, I also should note that I am friends with both Josh and Kai. I like them both as people. And so hopefully, you know, you will get a much fuller understanding of where they stand on the issues and um, of them as people. So, Josh, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. Well, one of the first questions I'm going to ask both of you guys this, as I mentioned, I'm going to ask you both the same questions and kind of go from there. Um, and I want you. You know, it's all too often in political contests, people linger upon the differences and don't recognize the fact that largely people have a lot of the same opinions and a lot of the same issues. And as people, they're, they're decent people. They may just have disagreements on certain things. So, and again, I'm asking Kai kind of this exact same question to begin the interview. I'd like you to tell me something that you like or admire about your opponents. Okay. Um... I admire some things about Kai Swanson. Uh,
1: Like you said, I I don't have any personal problems with Kai. uh, Him and my dad were friends for a long time. Uh, He was at my dad's wedding. uh, and He was at my dad's funeral last year. Um, You know, as far as the politics go, um, we we do stand in line, from what I understand, that we both want to reduce the size of the county board. Um, You know, let's make that happen. be it, be it cut in half, cut down to five like Scott County and having full-time people in that position, that that's their full-time job is to take care of county business. I think that's a great idea. Uh, ultimately, I think these are decisions that should be up for the public to decide. Um, I'd, I'd say that's the main thing that we stand in line with.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let's go into – well, let's, you know, that's one of the things on my list here um, is – Uh, Reducing the size of the county board. And I think that that's something that, like you said, both you and Kai agree upon, and I agree with you too. I think, you know, obviously 25 people seems to be way too, way too many for a county of this size. It's not in line with a lot of other counties of this size in terms of numbers. What would you reduce it to and why? How would you go about doing this? And the other thing is, let's look at the practicalities of it. Reducing it's going to mean some unhappy people who suddenly aren't going to be be collecting a stipend and aren't going to be a part of the board how would you deal with that okay first of all any anybody that's serving on the rock
1: island county board for anything other than serving the people in the community is is there for the wrong reasons uh i'm not doing this for financial gain uh that's money that's coming out of the taxpayers pockets for a position that is there to serve the community, uh, as far as as far as the exact number that we should go to, I know the people of Rock Island County voted to reduce the board down to fifteen years back. Um, you know, I feel like that number is probably still excessive. Uh, just in having conversations with with people, uh, one person I talked to put it before me. They're like, if if you're sitting in a room of twenty five people and you're trying to decide where we're going to go to lunch today. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't remember who I had the conversation with, but, I mean, realistically, the more people you have, and especially when you're dealing with complex budget and legal and county issues, I think that less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the people of Rock Island County can still be well represented. Uh, th- I think that, you know, who who stays and who goes, I think that, that should that should be put up to the residents of Rock Island County to decide as well.
0: How how would uh, you um, go about doing that? So, what do you think the best way to do that would be? Would you think it would be, I mean, I'm not sure of the logistics of it. Do you, do you put something forth with the board, and then how many of the board members are going to vote? Yeah, I vote to eliminate my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or is this something that you vote to try and get on the ballot, and then try? How do you enforce something like that?
1: I would absolutely want to get this to be a ballot item, uh, because I'm sure—I can't say I'm sure—but I would assume there would be there would be a number of people that do not want to let go of their positions, and you know they're going to fight for that, but we're here to serve the people, what the people want. And I understand, you know, there's things that we need expert input on, but the size of the county board can be decided by the public, and
0: that's what I feel about that let's get into uh, you know one of the the elephants in the room and I'm sure this is going to be an intriguing uh, conversation with the two of you of course it is the courthouse situation um, you two seem to be um, on opposite sides of the spectrum largely uh, in terms of the courthouse although I don't know maybe uh, talking to both of you further you'll you know I'll find out and the listeners will find out that you have more in common than you think tell me your opinions on what we should do with the courthouse, courthouse, and why? Okay,
1: Uh, as of now, (laughs) the county courthouse is owned by the county. That could be an asset. Right now, because of the way things have been handled, it's costing us money. We've had investors offer to purchase that building, invest their own money into making that an asset that could bring in tax money to the county, but instead it's sitting, costing taxpayers money in litigation. Because of the abatement program that was done, Uh, it's actually degrading, and they're not doing anything to stop that from happening. Uh, You know, there's there's been certain things thrown out that you know we have plans for this building, or you know we're we're going to combine county assets into one area. These are all spending more money taxpayer money without bringing anything in uh you know there the, the one thing that i saw was it, it's a safety concern to have that building next to our new facilities if that if that's truly the case why why were those facilities built there in the first place uh if there's a long-term plan why why doesn't the public know about it Wh- you know what's the big secret out here um and it just folds into transparency issues across the board. I mean, I'm sorry, it's hard to convince a public that you have a plan and it's going to be great for the public when no one knows what that plan is. And I'm sorry, green spaces are beautiful. We have a, a great down, downtown area with the park by the river. But, uh, you know, we need to bring money into our community. We need tax dollars coming in. Instead of spending money to demolish a building that could bring
0: money in. I, I just don't understand it. So you would open it up to bids, and I know Joe Lemon has come forth with an eight point five million offer, half a million up front, eight million to develop. So you would be open to that, putting it to a vote and having Joe put a bid in, and you would hope that that bid would be successful.
1: Absolutely, I, I agree a hundred percent. I was there at the board meeting when he made the initial offer, and uh, the next next day or two days later, in the news, it, it comes back: the courthouse not for sale. I, Please explain why. I I don't get it.
0: One of the things you mentioned is transparency, and I think that that's something that's not just important in regard to county board, but in all government. And we're seeing more and more on a national level, in particular, less transparency. People don't want to divulge what's going on behind the scenes, things of that nature. And most people don't understand the fact that, the, the politicians, the government are the servants of the people. They're paid by the people. They're paid by the taxpayer. The taxpayers vote the, for them to represent them because it's implausible for all of the taxpayers to be making decisions regarding the taxpayer money. So that, they are representing a constituency and as representatives of that constituency, they need to be transparent in regard to their actions so the constituency knows what they're doing and that they're being good stewards of the faith that has been put in them and the taxpayer money. We also live in a society now where you have the ability to be completely transparent. You have Facebook Live. You have you know you can go and tape the entire meeting, put it on YouTube. You can put it out on cable access. You can put it. There are so many ways in which you could live podcasts. Put a recorder there and just you know have it rolling the entire time. What would you do to make things more transparent, especially given the technology that we have in order to do so? Just just down to what you were
1: just saying, uh, you know, the Rock Island City Council meetings, you can get online and you can watch every meeting, you know. People are busy. They they have meetings. They travel for work. Um, but just on that basic level of being able to see what's happening at those meetings every month, you know, to be able to either listen live or watch live or download it, you know, a couple of days later when you have the time to actually look and see what's going on, I think that's huge. And the capabilities are there. It it doesn't cost anything to make a YouTube video. It doesn't cost anything to make a Facebook live video. Um, and I'm sorry, but it and what you were saying you know when you started that question is if if you're ashamed to have anything you're doing for the public's service if you're afraid of that being being published or viewed then you're not doing it for the public i mean why hide something if it's for the good of the people i don't i don't understand that either so it everything needs to be out for people to see uh you know I think there 's a lot of younger people, and this this goes to you know the last couple months of knocking on doors and talking to people you 'd be surprised maybe you wouldn 't be surprised, but how many people have no idea you know what 's going on in our community. They have no idea about you know county board um, you know uh, down to down to city politics they just they 're just uninformed, and I think the better transparency, the better use we make of technology to make make these forums open to
0: people, that, that it will be easier for people to be more engaged. Mm-hmm um speaking of courthouse buildings the federal courthouse building in rock island has been shut down for a while it's operating um in davenport and there's been talk about uh, developing one of the buildings downtown for a new federal courthouse um tell me what your feelings are in regard to that how is that going to impact the county how is that going to you know be tangential to any development of the the county courthouse um what would you do if you were on the board in regard to that. i guess i haven't heard it where are they talking about putting that there's been uh, there hasn't been any set locations. I know that they were talking about doing putting it downtown at somewhere. It's in that old building that's ne- that's uh, attached to the post office. Right. And there's been black mold issues and they shut it down and so now they're operating out of Davenport. Okay. Um, but uh, but there has been some talk in regard to you know building a new building or developing. I mean, God knows there are a lot of empty buildings in downtown Rock Island sure. that could be developed.
1: Yeah, I mean there is. There's a lot of you know the farther west you go down by the river, there's there's old industrial buildings um and quite frankly that that northwest corner of rock island i mean there's there's still some big open lots that we could develop on mm-hmm. um you know i would want to talk to people that are ex- experts in uh, you know what areas would be best you know um is there is there any talk of, you know, fixing the old federal building? Has that
0: been an issue that's been brought up? I think it's beyond redemption in terms of the, you know, the toxicity of it.
1: Okay, yeah. So, again, I mean, I would try and talk to experts and find out what the best course of action would be. Um, you know, obviously that would bring, bring work into the community. There would be a lot of jobs that would come out of building that. And, uh, you know, if you do b- build a new facility like that, if there's space around it, you know you've got opportunities for for diners and retail and, and other other uh, revenue generating businesses. So,
0: um, let's go into another uh, hot button topic in regard to these things. Hope Creek. What would your plans be in regard to Hope Creek, and how do you deal with that situation? Uh,
1: well, seems how it has been sold. Um, there's there's not much at this point we can do about it Um, you know it's it's too bad that it came to the point where they did sell hope creek care center Um, you know my father was there last year while he was in hospice my grandfather was there for about a month he just actually went home yesterday Um, but it was such a nice facility we spent a lot of our money Building that facility, um, the old property it almost seems like it was squandered that's you know we could have brought money into the county by selling that it was given away um, you know we lost hundred and fifty workers' jobs, you know with the sale to appear in um, to let it get to the point. Where it was so bad that they had no other choice as they put it, but to sell it it 's a terrible it's a terrible case of mismanagement. I mean, you bring in consulting companies to try and help you fix the problems that you're having. you don't listen to their suggestions, you know nothing changes. so you hire the same company that you already didn't listen to once to come back in cost the taxpayers more money, and still nothing changes and we end up we end up with a sold. Care facility, we end up with 150 lost jobs. We have all the people living in that facility that have no guarantee of their quality of care. If you look at appearance, history, it is not good. And and I'm sorry, but I, I think it's 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 a disgrace to the people. What happened?
0: Um, how do you deal with? The rise in property taxes. Obviously, myself, I own property here, and I know a lot of people listening here. If you're going to be voting for Rock Island County Board... You are also concerned about property taxes. Property taxes have obviously gone up a stratospheric amount in the last few years. This past year, what was it, 9% voted to? 9%. That's a pretty huge amount, especially considering the fact that there had been previous tax increases in the years prior how do you deal with that? I mean, I understand there are a lot of bills out there. There's been a lot of mismanagement up to this point that has led to the bills. There are also overarching issues in terms of state mandates and things of that nature. How do you lower property taxes or at least freeze any sort of you know increases going forward into the future and give some of us who own property here in Rock Island County some relief, finally? Okay. Uh, first of all, we
1: need to stop raising taxes period in order to do that we need to take a deep look into how the money that's coming in now is being spent how can you ask people for more money when you're not properly spending the money you're already giving them Um, you know I think I think with the right people we can find ways to streamline some of our operations Um, you know if there's investments that that we can make or changes that we can make uh, I think that would be huge. Um, but, again, it, it, it comes down to to looking at how, how what we're already bringing in is being managed. I, I don't know if anyone's actually taking the time to do that instead of just asking for more and spending and making
0: no changes. How do you deal with um, mandates and um, things that you are required to do from the state? How can you potentially... Uh, navigate or negotiate those requirements to help out local taxpayers um you know maybe we can
1: work with state government to say hey listen we are we're sitting in kind of a bad way uh is there any way we can get some relief is there is there any programs that we can get our community involved with to kind of help turn things around um you know it's it's going to take it's going to take working with people maybe working with other county governments and see how they've they've managed to turn things around uh, see how they've they've built up their local economies and and just we need people that are going to look for ways to fix things because right now it's nothing's changing um
0: how do you? Uh, how big of an impact do you think the legalization of marijuana is going to have in regard to county revenues, in regard to the county financial situation? Um, also, do you think it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it potentially can
1: be a good thing. Uh, it's a, it's a new market. It's it's highly taxed by the state of Illinois. Yes. Um, very highly. Um, but I feel like. You know, and as a matter of fact, I know there are some uh, business owners in the Quad Cities and, and especially Rock Island County that would like to be able to um, open some businesses. Um, you know, utilizing the legal marijuana. Um, you know, that's a huge opportunity to bring extra tax dollars in. You know, uh, we as a county could, you know, collectively come up with a plan on. You know how to make that a good profitable uh, market for the Quad Cities or for Rock Island County. Um, you know, in the eastern part, uh, down down in the Benz area, there's a lot of development going there. There's a lot of business going in that area. You know, it it could honestly help uh, tourism in Rock Island County because we don't we don't have a lot of that money coming in right now. Uh, but if you if you almost looked at this as a possible tourist destination for the marijuana market, I I think it could be a good thing.
0: These are some of the issues that I have noticed people talking about, that people have approached me with. Um, I want to ask you, what are the biggest issues that you find um, in regard to the county board, in regard to the county, that we have not discussed here, and how are you looking forward to tackling those if you become elected? Um, I
1: would I would say we've pretty much touched on the things that I hear the most about uh, you know transparency the board size uh, the taxes um, the one thing we really haven't is representation of what the people want I, it's kind of overlapped in some other things we've talked about but you know the the people vote one way the county board goes the other way um, just door to door talking to people i don 't i don 't really have to say much at all I, I introduce myself and and ask what their opinion is to the county board right now and and it 's almost eighty percent of the time it's i 'm unhappy with it i 'm unhappy with with the way things are going they don 't listen to the people they don 't listen to us you know we need to have a way for the people to be able to communicate with the people on that board and I like we talked about earlier with technology it's it's not that hard there's still the postal service for the people that aren't you know media savvy um, but being able to connect with the voters is extremely important how how can you How can you act in their best interest if you're not listening to them if you don't have a platform for them to talk to you and you know again with if if we broadcast those meetings it it gives people an opportunity to leave comments and questions and it's it's a way for people to look at what their constituents want how to better serve them and and how to make make decisions with their best interests in mind
0: now last official question uh, and oftentimes people candidates are asked this at the beginning of an interview i specifically did not ask this at the beginning because i want to i wanted people to listen to your stands on the issues rather than turning this into a personality contest because all too often this is the first question that's asked of candidates and it instantly kind of sets people off on a road to a certain bias depending on the answer and it turns it into more like i like this person's personality or whatever as opposed to listening what they have to say in the actual issues so instead of asking this first i'm asking this last long-winded way to get to the point of tell me a little bit about yourself and why are you running for this office and why should people vote for you
1: okay um first i'll talk about who i am um You know, I was born in Rock Island. I was raised in Rock Island County. I went to Rock Island schools. I graduated from Rock Island High School in 99. You know, I swam at Rocky. I I love Rock Island. Uh, I signed up for the Marine Corps when I was 17. Uh, Right after high school, I shipped out, uh, served overseas, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. Uh, I came home you know i was kind of in that limbo i i tried college i got in the service industry i worked in bars and restaurants for 10 years uh i worked in an industrial plant down in muscatine and uh you know I, I had a lot of friends from from rocky that you know they had been talking to me for years hey you should join the painters union it's it's a good life we all love it you know so the economy turned up again and uh you know i got, I got in the union, and i I found my place that that fraternal brotherhood that i 'd missed from the Marine Corps i 'd finally found again. Um, I worked hard, went through my apprenticeship program, uh, became a foreman. They made me an apprenticeship instructor, so I, you know I teach adults now i 've been teaching apprenticeship for four years. I uh, recently got brought on full-time staff with the IUPAT as an organizer and field representative, so I'm, I'm serving the members of, of my community, uh, you know, through the painters union. And uh, I've got two great kids that go to Rock Island schools. They play soccer. Uh, I helped coach last year. That was a pretty fun experience <laughs> for a swimmer teaching soccer. But again, YouTube is is a great learning tool. Um, but most of my most of my family is is still in Rock Island County up until a few months ago we had five generations of my family living in the county in the county lines um, we need We need someone on the board that's going to listen to uh, that's going to listen to the people, the people that work here, the people that live here, the kids that are growing up here uh, you know i I am not a politician. I know that's kind of a oxymoron sitting <laughs> sitting here at this table, but you know, you you can you can I'm sure you can tell. Listen to me talk right now. I mean, I'm not a smooth talker. I am I'm a person who looks at things rationally. Uh, I'm very patient when I make a decision, and I like to look at things long term. You know, you can't make a decision. Only looking ten feet in front of you. You have to look miles down the road to see how that ripple effect's gonna happen. And I I think that's a big thing that we need to happen here in this county. I feel like there's some short sightedness and and we need someone that's gonna come in with rational thought that's willing to argue for people to slow down and think about what's actually happening and they need to actually represent the people. I think I think that's why people should vote for me because I'm I'm not scared to stand up against you know people that are just going with the flow or or people that aren't willing to take the time to listen to the people or the the patience to listen to the people uh it's 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 gonna be a very hard job it's it's it it's not something that's easy to do and and no one no one walking into that position knows knows exactly what they're getting themselves into uh, The only thing that I know is that it's gonna be hard work and this is not the hard part getting getting elected it's it's tough, but the hard part is going to be able to work for the people and get the people what they what they need um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> anything
0: else you'd like to add,
1: Josh, before we sign off uh, i just I want to thank you for for your time today uh, for the opportunity to get to answer some questions and let the people know a little bit about who i am so i thank you sean
0: and thank you very much for appearing on the show i really appreciate it i always uh uh, appreciate when folks in the public eye particularly um kind of jump into the the ring here because i know it is daunting at times to recognize the fact that everything you say is going to be out there in context and in perspective but i also think that's very important as we mentioned transparency particularly in regard to public officials I think is extremely important, and um, it allows people to really make up their minds based upon a wide spectrum of information when they hear a podcast like this, as opposed to getting just sound bites things that are edited down. This way they can hear the people talk and explain themselves at length. So once again, thanks so much for appearing on the show Thanks, again. and thank you for listening to QC uncut. My guest today was Josh Airman. He is going to be running for County board. He is running for County board. The elections are next Tuesday. So go out and vote. Um, and I encourage you to listen to my other podcast with Kai Swanson, who is running against Josh. I think listening to both of them in their entirety, um, make, you know, be educated, be an educated voter, and and make up your mind based upon what you think is the best decision. And I, I really appreciate you doing so. So once again, I'm Sean Leary. This is QC Uncut. And thank you very much for listening.